0: Welcome to the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. Wherever you find
1: American troops today, you find the men of the Transportation Corps.
0: Enough and on time. That's the story we tell you today. The story of the Army Quartermaster Corps. These youthful servicemen are members of the Army's Military Police Corps. One of the most important forces behind the lines, the Army Ordnance Corps. Welcome to the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. I am Sergeant First Class Adam Ross, Public Affairs NCOIC for 19th Expeditionary Sustainment Command. And we have a special episode today. We recently recorded our first joint podcast, and this is our first podcast episode where I'm completely outnumbered by civilians. So uh, on this podcast, we are welcoming three uh, VIP spouses from Team 19. We have have (laughs) Mrs. Janelle Allen, the spouse of of Brigadier General Allen, the uh, Commanding General of 19th ESC. We have Mrs. Lana Peters, spouse of Command Sergeant Major Chad Peters. And we have Mrs. Sunny Vandegevel, the spouse of Captain J.C. Vandegevel, who's the company commander here at HHC. So uh, welcome to the podcast, all three of you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having us.
0: Yes. So um, the per- on a lot of our podcasts we talk about um, kind of educating people on what we do at 19th esc um where you know how we can help people that are just coming here um this one we're going to talk a little more focus more on the family element of it so um start with you mrs allen what what do you see as some of the initial challenges maybe of um, families who who first come here to korea
2: Well, for families leaving the States, especially if this is your first overseas tour, like it was mine, um, you have to get over the nerves of coming to a new country. You have to get over the nerves of figuring out how to drive here, uh, read here, and get around. If your children are coming, schools, doctors, all the same normal things we go through back in the States. It's just um, amped up a little bit more because you're in a different country.
0: And what, was this your first overseas tour?
1: It is. This is the first time we've moved our family overseas. So for us, um, we also had to get our kids in school, um, find their activities that they, they fell in love with in the States, um, and driving. Driving was a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Still is a little bit because I'm still new. <laughs> but, Lonnie, you've had a pet that came with you as well. Yes, oh. I, of course, Jack. How can I forget him? That was my biggest worry, getting him here. And he's elderly, but um, I was so happy to pull in and get him out of the car and into our house. That, that was, we were we had arrived by then. <laughs> so I was really nervous about that.
0: And Sunny, uh, you have been overseas before. So this will kind of transition us into kind of the get to know you section. So can you talk a little bit about your experience in Asia before coming to Korea?
3: Oh, I am from Korea. So I was born in Korea and I left Korea to live in China. Um when I was 27 and in China while I was teaching, because I'm a teacher and JC was a teacher at the same school, and we dated in China, we engaged in China. <laughs> yeah, he mentioned it so many times, yes, we uh, <laughs> We engaged in a mountain uh, Everest. So, really? Wow. Yes, in China. Wow. So that was a very romantic, beautiful <laughs> moment. Yeah. No air much there, up there. So <laughs> I said yes. So. <laughs> it would
0: have been Here a long are. trip down.
3: Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. It takes two days from Lhasa, um, Tibet, to go to Mountain Everest to base Kim. So after that, he joined the military. And then I left to China to live in the States. So we live, uh, I. I lived in the States for like six years, and now finally I'm home. Mm. Oh. <laughs> so Korea is my home, but I'm from Seoul, and I never been to Daegu before. Really? Or even Busan. Oh, really? Yes, wow. you will see so many people from Seoul never traveled in Korea, but they traveled everywhere else in other countries, like in the mm. world. That was me, yeah. Hmm. I'm one of them, <laughs> so. Uh, after I first came, I reversed like how people uh, have a difficult time to adjust to themselves in different countries. Absolutely the language issue or people treat uh, foreigners differently. But I think people in Daegu are very nice. To foreigners, and they like to. Uh, they are very uh, respectful with the foreigners, especially U.S. militaries. They think they think that uh, U.S. military very helpful for the countries to keep the country safe. Hmm. Yes, I yeah, that's
0: that's that's, that's <laughs> what I when I heard. Um, I've been to Korea before. I brought my family here, and mm-hmm. when we got orders the first thing I said to my family, to my wife was like, wait till you meet Koreans. I mean, they, they, Korea is great, but Koreans are, are even better and the way they, they treat you there is amazing. <laughs> and, and so uh, Janelle, going back to you. So um, you and your husband are from North Dakota, Yes, correct? both of us. And um, so you, have you been, I can't remember, have you been with him through his whole military journey? Or I have n-
2: been with him through his whole military journey. <laughs> I met him as an E1 okay. <laughs> and um, we got married when he was an E1. For and then did ROTC and came on active duty. So I've been with him a long time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so what was it when when you heard that he was going to be taking command in Korea, was it ever a question that you, you wouldn't come with him or that you, you, want, you really wanted to? What was your initial feelings? Y-
2: yes. So the big joke in our family is, you know, Everything the military does, you have to do five Ws. And in our household, it's the seven Ws, the who, what, when, where, why, why, why. (laughs) Um, And so we have to go through why, 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 and then we strap on the bootstraps and we take off and go. Mm. Um, It was definitely a culture shock, but it has been amazing. And as you were saying, Koreans, they are so gracious, so wonderful. I honestly can't think of a better place Mm.
0: to live. And we we heard your husband tell the story on the the very first episode of the podcast. So I wanted to get your side of it. Um, He said that when he heard the news that he was gonna get promoted to Brigadier General, you're at Disney World. So what do you remember from that day?
2: (laughs) We were at Disney World. We were standing in front of um, Splash Mountain and the phone rang and he showed me the phone and I'm like, oh my gosh you have to take it go take it no matter what it is good or bad go take it so he took it and he gave me a little thumbs up and of course I was jumping up and down and he's trying to listen with all the crowds going by and then of course he comes over and we're hugging and kissing and laughing and people I don't know what if they thought we were getting married I have no clue Um, but it was a great day and we had our kids there and we couldn't tell anyone Uh, so we just had to
0: wait wow Okay, and so um, Lana, people will see in the picture you're wearing your your navy hoodie very proudly, um, firing a shot across the the bow way before Army Navy oh, kicks gosh. off. So um, you 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 met um, your husband Chad when you were in the Navy. correct?
1: Yes, we were both um, assigned to White House Communication Agency together in D.C. Um, so we we I haven't been with him the entire career his entire career, but. Uh, for the most of it now, I guess,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, 17 years or so.
0: And were you, were you overseas at all during your military career?
1: Yes. Um, while Well, I was stationed in Hawaii um, when I was in the Navy, um, and then back to D.C. Um, I started in Maryland and Florida, Illinois, but Hawaii was my only overseas overseas. And then when I was at the White House, I was able to go TDY quite a bit and visit multiple countries. Okay. So,
0: and so what was what went through your head when the thought of bringing your kids to Korea, raising your kids here?
1: Oh, I was so excited for the opportunity. Uh, I was so um, proud of Chad to be selected and, um, and you know, it's the, the the initial excitement and then you start. Oh my goodness! Because Seth is the FMP, and you know Reese is little and our little social butterfly, but they both ad- have adjusted beautifully.
0: Mm-hmm. And something um, Sunny touched on too. So let's talk about the schools aspect of it. So what, what's been your experience in here with school-aged children?
1: Great. Um, they're small, and I and I would say for anyone coming that's new, being in a small community where. I think our middle high school is about 200 kids, and I think the elementary school is a a little bigger than that. Um, But it's just quaint and welcoming, and the kids have adjusted quickly. Mm
0: -hmm. And really, really good teachers too. What what have your? Oh
1: yes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Sonny. Well. Well, yes, I've been teaching for 10 years, and I taught in Kansas for three years. I've been a sixth grade teacher there. However, I'm not a U.S. citizen yet. I applied for it, but if you don't have a citizenship, you cannot teach at Daegu Elementary Mm. or Middle High, anything, so currently I'm teaching at a local Korean school because I have a teaching certificate in Korea and in the States. Well, but I have two kids. Um, uh, My son, Dennett, he's in third grade, and my daughter, Ellie, she's in first grade. They both love to go to school, although they have to go to school by 7.30 in the Mm -hmm. morning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is an early day for our elementary Uh kids. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: (laughs) So I think it's because of the bus issue so that the most kids are in elementary school, so most buses need to run first at 7.30, and then the middle school begins at 8.30, Eight. right? Because yep. Lana, you have the yes. middle school yep. kid. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, So although it starts early, my kids wakes up at 6.45, other kids wake up at like 6.30 <laughs> to get on the bus, <laughs> and we walk to school, because we live right next to Camp George, yes. Well, and then school small, uh, school is small, so they know each other well, and then they have a free breakfast and lunch. Mm. <laughs> so, I don't need to pack anything. They can that,
0: that counts everything. for something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very very <laughs> small school environment, very and really a small community too. So, J- Janelle, what's what, what, what do you what do you like about living in this kind of small town feel of of Camp Walker?
2: Well, I grew up in a very small town. Um, So it's not much different than that. There's definitely a lot more people here, but it's about the same footprint as what I grew (laughs) up in. Um, We are incredibly blessed with a very tight community here. Um, Spouses and children and our soldiers, everybody chips in wherever there's a need. Uh, A bunch of us just did uh, put on the homecoming parade and decorated for the homecoming dance I don't have children. I was there. I was happy to do it. It was so exciting, and we, I, we just heard a little bit ago that the kids had a blast and loved their selfie walls and stuff like that. <laughs> yes, news travels fast in our little community of Mayberry, um, but it's pretty, pretty incredible to live here.
0: And and uh, Lana, you also, Seth recently had his court of honor for
1: be yes. Eagle Scout. Yes. So we are a scouting family. We've been since Seth uh, dragged us in when he was in first grade, and he's in 10th grade now, so nine years, and Reese decided to go Girl Scouts, but I will um, vouch for both programs here. They are very active, and the, the adults that we have involved in those are amazing. Um, so the kids have, my kids have had just as many cultural adventures as we have. Um, so it's, it's been really good. I, for, and for us, scouting was always an easy way for us to, when, when we move, to get our kids involved and make friends quickly. Um, so And it, it hasn't let us down here.
0: Yeah, that was uh, something maybe some people think they might have to leave behind in the States when they they move. And that was, we were already a scouting family when I got my orders and I'd already told my wife, like, no, when I was on Camp Humphreys, you'd walk by this little patch of land where they're doing their camping just on base. And yeah.
1: Yes, (laughs) and World Jamboree is gonna be hosted by South Korea yes. in 2023. So mm. maybe we'll still be here.
0: <laughs> yeah, so if you're, if you're a scouting family, keep that in mind that the <laughs> World Jamboree is, yeah, not everyone gets to do that.
1: That's right.
0: And so um, Sunny, moving to uh, kind of similar to what she said about making friends on with the scouts, how is S- SFRG, can you tell us a little bit about that? That kind of exists in that same realm.
3: So for SFRG, we participate in every event that MWR offers. So every season we have an event. Like in spring, we have a cherry blossom event. We uh, enjoy the beautiful cherry blossom flowers. And then we enjoy food. And then we also do some activities. And in summer, we have a Liberty Festival. I still remember the firework. It was just so amazing. Those
0: were, those were better, I, they're really <laughs> more intense than uh-huh. maybe a lot of people were expecting.
3: Right? <laughs> yes, and for autumn, we had a trunk treat just to finish the two weeks ago and then we had uh, so much fun Uh, we did the game and keys had uh, the USO also provided the haunted Mm -hmm. house right for free everything is free just need to come and enjoy with your friends or families and for uh, winter we have a Kringle festival coming in December so all the events we SFRG group participate in and then we plan we sell items for uh, fundraising and we just get together, get involved and volunteer and have a fun together, make it uh, memorable. Yes, make it memorable to stay in Korea as a family. Because as you think, like, if you, when you think about SFRG, you feel like, well SFRG is only for the families who has a military member who's, a, who's in Afghanistan mm-hmm. or Kuwait. So that was in my uh, t- stereotype. When I was in the states, but, right, right. So then I, I was I was surprised, like surprised that why we have SFRG in Korea. This is not deployment, but yeah, you can explain the point. The, the point to
2: have an SFRG mm-hmm. is not to come together when our soldiers are deployed. Mm-hmm. The point is to get together to create fellowship and community fellowship. amongst each other to learn who your unit is, so that you're a close knit group prior to. A soldier going on a deployment mm-hmm. or having to go to training into the field, uh, FTX, like all the things we have going on here, you want that community present to know where to go, what resources to use prior to your soldier being gone.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it, I think a lot of times it's it's reduced to just that, that, like a phone tree, you know, if there is a deployment. But here it is, it's 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 different than that because there's so many so many things to keep people connected. Like
3: right. Mm-hmm. So to uh, help uh, connect with each other. Uh, I'm going to have the Get to Know You meeting on every other two weeks, every, every other two weeks, right? Yes. yes. Every,
0: every two weeks. Every
3: yeah. two weeks. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> in November and December, I, I scheduled it at USO, Tuesdays at 3 to 5 p.m., uh, is it okay to, to say the mm-hmm. specific yep. date? Okay, so <laughs> November, November ninth and twenty third, and December fourteenth and twenty eighth, and Tuesdays, three to five. If you come to USO at Camp Walker, you will see me as SFR leader and get to know other SFR. I mean, it's 19th years to see family members. Yeah.
0: So, have you had one of these before, or are they or are they just, but is it's the. The idea is providing a space where people can come together and meet yes. other families. First
3: ones tomorrow night. Yes,
0: yes. yes.
3: I'll or be tomorrow, there. After tomorrow afternoon. afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon. Yes. Yeah. And I'm a native Korean, so if anyone has an issue with the Korean culture or order something, figure it out what to do. Everyone welcome to and come to me.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of little differences mm-hmm. that the people may not know. even after you've been here for a while, you're still not sure about. So that's great that you're you're going to be able to answer those questions, and. Um, so if so, if someone um, is hesitant about coming to Korea, maybe pr- pursuing command sponsorship, what, what is something you would, you would tell them? I like
2: highly it? recommend that they come with their soldier. It's an experience you'll never forget. You won't get it staying stateside. There are so many things to do over here in Korea. There's touring. You can do anything from biking, mountain climbing, go to the beach, go to Jeju Island. Um, we haven't a new group of spouses here doing exploring korea Mm -hmm. trips um you have the girl scouts the boy scouts you have everything you have in the states the only difference is and it was a big drawback for me is the shopping like you Mm -hmm. have to learn how to shop here versus you can't just run to walmart or Mm -hmm. target and do those things but i can tell you amazon's a great shipper (laughs) we do just (laughs) fine over here um but there are so many things that Korea has to offer. And just getting out of your house, and that's for our families that are here as well, get out of your house, go explore Korea. Mm-hmm. There's so much to
0: do. And Lana, were you surprised when you got here just how the base is basically in the middle of the city? You know, was that a little bit of a surprise?
1: Well, so Janelle had prepared me and excited me at the same time, but I was gonna add that Camp Walker is like the hidden gem of Korea. Uh, for military um, we are at the base of Apsom Mountain and then you have at both gates this huge city colorful Daegu, that's full of many things that you can go out and explore and do try foods shopping shopping districts and um, sightseeing and um, there's so much to do. So I, I was excited. I, I was ready. I didn't want to do the quarantine. I was just ready to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Yeah, for our families coming over, we highly recommend you start
2: researching. We know everybody loves to Google. Mm-hmm. So get out there and research. Uh, join all the Facebook groups that are mm-hmm. here, um, the Towers Group,
1: Area 4. There's uh, there's I, I was also going to mention we have our Daegu civilian and spouses club, Um, they're very active, they have all their events planned out for the rest of this year, Um, and they're always fun, fun i think we've done oktoberfest we have the, the mm-hmm. boot scoot and barbecue coming up um but this is a great way for spouses to come out all and spouses all spouses mm-hmm. um and just make some friends and, mm-hmm. and you know get out if you're not comfortable yet to go out into the um, host nation just come out mm-hmm. and hang out with some of us and we yeah a guaranteed good time mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> And so the, the the next big event you have coming up then what is that? Kringle fest. Kringle fest. Okay. And that's what what are the dates on that?
3: December third.
0: Okay. And so that's another thing People, you're looking for volunteers probably or
3: Yes. And then could. we have gift wrapping events too. So for gift wrapping events we will set up the table at the PX mm-hmm. and then we get the donation after we help mm-hmm. them. Yeah. That's the kind event, of our fundraising, right? One. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: So come by the PX, you'll they'll see the, the table mm-hmm. over there, and team, then uh, yeah. one more time with the USO dates, what That's, the frequency of so it's every yeah. other every other week at the USO from three to five. So um, starting tomorrow, yeah. And so when you're listening to this podcast, the next one will be November twenty third, and then there'll be two in December, the fourteenth and the 28th. But
3: November twenty third, we're gonna have a potluck. And I heard they have another guest at from 5 at the USO for the other group. But our padlock will be at the Chapel Annex. So I'm thinking to move this event to the Chapel Annex on the 23rd. It will be announced. So just to uh, focus on our Facebook, mm-hmm. everything will be on the Facebook. Yeah, so
0: that's 19DSC SFRG, SFRG, SFRG. on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, a lot of good information. Any Anything else either of you want to hit on before we...
2: Um, for myself, I'd just like to say thank you to all of our soldiers here um, in Team 19, and thank you to all of our families. I know there's a lot going to be going on during the holidays. Uh, I only urge you to get out of your house. Try get out, meet someone new, make that be a priority. If you are nervous about getting out, at least meet one new person so they can introvert you to one more new person there's just too much that's to offer here um, for us to be nervous about what our host nation has to offer as well as what team 19 has to offer area four and the city of daegu
0: definitely yeah yes. all right well thank you for coming by and um, we'll talk to you maybe Another time too. Yeah, we'll have you back. That's what we, we we say that at the end of every episode. Well, it's not the first. Episode. Thank you. All right, I want to thank um, Sunny Van de Gevel, Lana Peters, and Janelle Allen for joining us here on the 19th DSC Every Soldier Counts podcast. We'll talk to you next time.